Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, Jim Jordan is not speaker yet, but hope still reigns supreme here. They're going to have another vote. Uh, There are still some Republican holdouts who are saying, no way, no chance, no how, although there is no other option. So I think they need to move on here. Make the guy speaker already. Let's do this. Come on. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It is Tuesday. And the Phillies won last night, as you know. Great game. Castellanos crushed it. Schwarber bomb. And, of course, for Bryce's birthday. Uh, so tonight we'll check in with our buddies at the ballpark again. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But let's begin with the speaker vote because I was really hoping that the Republicans by now would have would have got this over with and just made Jim Jordan speaker. Uh, enough is enough. But there are holdouts, and these are vengeful people. A lot of people in politics are vengeful. You have to understand that. You know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. They're vengeful people. They love to hold grudges, and they're really angry at Matt Gates because he got rid of Kevin McCarthy, and they don't want to give him a win. But it's not giving McCarthy, it's not, it's not giving Gates a win. It's giving the Republican Party a win. He is preparing for a second vote. And there's a lot of uh, people working, including our buddy Jeff Van Drew, working right now tirelessly to ensure that Jim Jordan has the votes he needs for the second vote that's scheduled to come up a little bit later this afternoon. It may happen during the show today. As of right now, it's scheduled to. Of course, that could change. If it does, you'll be right here for all of the live action as it unfolds. Thank you, Henry. And uh, we'll keep you posted. We also have some great guests coming up on the show today, including my man, Kevin Downey Jr., who's going to be with me at Parks Casino Thursday night for a night of laughter and comedy. He's also a conservative talk show host, too. So uh, we'll have some laughs with him. And we're going to talk to a uh, candidate running for the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. You know, this is an election that I have uh, not given enough attention to, not by any uh, particular choice. It's just we've had all these uh, other breaking news stories, but it's incredibly important. In fact, I think that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court race is so essential to 2024's presidential election that if you don't get out and vote in Pennsylvania and you don't vote for the Republican candidates running for Supreme Court, you are going to be making a massive, massive mistake. So we're going to talk to Carolyn Coluccio. 
She'll be my guest at 440 today to talk about that. Uh, so there's a lot to get to. And, you know, I was thinking about it. Uh, Donald Trump is back in court again today. I guess he glared. He glared at the attorney general of uh, New York, Letitia James, who has it in for him, obviously. And he glared at her in court. And that made headlines that he glared. I don't know if the gag order that was imposed by the federal judge includes him glaring at people uh, who are trying him in state court. I don't know if it goes that far or not, but why not? I mean, since the Supreme Court has recognized in the past that speech is not just verbal, I would imagine glaring would also be considered to be intimidating speech. So I assume that the judge in the federal case will come out and uh, promptly demand that Donald Trump have to walk into court, perhaps blindfolded, uh, wearing sunglasses, not make any eye contact whatsoever, because God forbid the eye contact is perceived as being intimidating or threatening or gives across the appearance that he believes somebody is a thug or is engaging in thuggish behavior, because that's what her entire gag order was all about. It was about that Donald Trump called the special counsel a thug. And that is a apparently a very, very, very bad word. But, it, you know, you can you there's lots of ways to communicate to somebody they're a thug. I mean, I've given people the finger before. I'm a Jersey driver, so I've given them a lot of fingers in my lifetime, and I would assume that they would interpret that as me uh, calling them a thug. And by the way, I don't recommend you doing that anymore. Times have changed, and nowadays people are just way too angry, and there's too many crazy people on the roads. So my philosophy these days is please do not engage in road rage in any way, shape, or form. If somebody comes at you with road rage, just let it go. It's just not worth it. There's too many people out there who are just completely nuts. But that being said, in the old days... Good old days, the Jersey salute, middle finger, giving him the old, you know, with the elbow. Uh, I, I would imagine would be considered thuggish. You're you're referring to the person as a thug, uh, but but a glare, a good glare, can send a lot of a lot of uh, subliminal messages. In fact, in the highly regarded book, The Seven Principles of Public Speaking by me, I talk an entire chapter about nonverbal communication and how it's eighty percent of how we communicate is actually nonverbal. A physical body language, eye contact. Yes, shameless plug for my book, which you can get at Amazon.com, of course. But uh, but no, it's true. 80% of a communication is nonverbal. So in addition to Trump calling the special counsel a thug, he may uh, put his shoulders a certain way. Like years ago, I saw this TED Talk from this woman who was an evolutionary biologist, and she did a whole thing about how in the animal kingdom, uh, animals are the alphas of the animal kingdom, express their dominance through their physical stature. So, you know, they'll stand up straight and they'll push their uh, their shoulders forward. And, you know, there's all kinds of verbal body communication experts out there who will give you all kinds of analyses. I always love on shows when they bring somebody in and say, what, what did that person try to communicate with their body language there? And, you know, the expert will tell you, well, their arms were closed, which uh, puts off a standish uh, standoff behavior and that sort of thing. I don't know exactly, and perhaps I'll write a follow-up to my highly successful book, The Seven Principles of Public Speaking, which you can get at Amazon.com, and I'll devote an entire chapter in the new revised edition to ways that you can subliminally call a special counsel a thug without saying the words, and you could actually perhaps maybe give that person a, you know, a little bit of a, like a, like a, like a message with the way that you either hold your shoulders, your back upright, or, of course, with the eye contact. Look for that coming to bookstores very, very soon. I'm busy these days. What can I say? I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm engaged in White House Cocaine Dogs, the movie about the Biden's dogs, who, of course, 
as you know, found the cocaine that nobody claimed at the White House, snorted the cocaine and proceeded to bite um, dozens of Secret Service agents and White House staff members. So that's going to be a huge hit. And my other movie production, which I'm working on, which is Escape from Georgia, which is all about how the president of the United States, Donald Trump, on Inauguration Day, could be incarcerated in a Georgia state penitentiary. And then the feds, the Secret Service, will have to go in and infiltrate the prison to rescue him, to bring him to D.C., to put his hand on the Bible and uh, take the oath of office as prescribed in Article 2 of the Constitution and say the 33 words which will make him the president of the United States. The tension will be huge, of course, as the Secret Service stands off with the Georgia prison guards and the uh, the Georgia penal code. And they, they have a whole big thing. It'll be like The Rock. Remember the movie The Rock years ago with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery? It'll be kind of like that. And then they have to rescue Trump out and they take him out in Black Hawk helicopters, get him to D.C., puts his hand in his Bible, becomes the president. It's a whole thing. But I'm working on that. So these two projects, along with my new book, the revised edition of the book, which includes now body contact and how you can let the special counsel who's targeting you in a political prosecution know that he's a thug without you actually saying the words. So I had a whole chapter devoted to that. So I'm very, very busy these days, but nevertheless, not nearly as busy as uh, Jim Jordan is today on the floor of the House of Representatives trying to become the next speaker. And he should be because he's earned it. He really has. He's earned it. NPR is also doing damage control after a guest with a history of whitewashing terrorism claims that Israel fabricated civilian deaths. Yes, uh, they fabricated civilian deaths. This is the whole thing about how they made up these uh, supposed lies that uh, apparently now Hamas was not cutting the heads off babies as if Hamas wasn't cutting the heads off babies. That would make everything else that Hamas did fine, just perfectly fine. Oh, later in the show, we're going to talk to my buddy Liz Wolf from Reason.com. She made a great observation on Twitter and also at Reason.com about the fact that, you know, college campuses across the country, if you misgender somebody, they will throw you off campus. However, if if you give a speech in support of Hamas and encourage Hamas to kill Jews, they'll actually give you a tenured professorship. That literally just happened. And we know all about the students at Harvard, at Penn. Uh, LaSalle schools right in our area, as a matter of fact, where they have been having these pro Hamas rallies, which as Wilfred Riley equated to on Friday when he was on with me at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, it's very much akin to imagine if they had Klan rallies at these college universities where they were encouraging the KKK to kill uh, black people, because that's really what these pro Hamas rallies on college campuses are. These are not pro Palestinian uh, geographical rallies. You know, Palestine should get more land and they should get more human rights. And this is a standoff. And this is these are pro Hamas rallies. These are people who are they're they're out there on college campuses. And they are pushing Hamas's agenda, even though the agenda of, of Hamas is to murder Jewish people for being Jewish. And also, by the way, Hamas wants to kill Christian Christian people, as you know, and Muslims who don't follow their version of Islam. And they would love to kill some of these college kids. I mean, they really would. Let's be honest. Hamas would love to behead some of these college kids, especially the ones with the rainbow hair and the unicorns and the LGBTQ plus plus IA, every letter of the alphabet for Hamas clubs, which are now sprouting up around college campuses. Hamas would love to kill them, too. 
Um, but nevertheless, these uh, these kids have it pretty good in life. You know, America has it pretty good, so they feel like they can go out there and join in the cause du jour and back them. So that's happening as well. But this guy, Khalid Hal Haroub, is a professor at Northwestern University in Qatar. He's been accused in the past of glorifying terrorists and whitewashing Hamas. He claimed during an on-point interview on Monday with NPR that Israel has fabricated civilian deaths and has fed the media from day one with a kind of misinformation. In response to this, National Public Radio paid for with your taxpayer dollars, by the way, which just as a side note, you know, every now and then I get snarky little texts from people or Twitter messages or they put them on YouTube about our sponsors. Oh, there goes Rich with another sponsorship live read for Cherry Hill Volvo. We are not NPR. This radio station does not get government funding, unlike National Public Radio. We also don't charge anyone to listen at any time. You can download the podcast for free. You can listen on the Odyssey app for free. Uh, you pay for it with your time because you have to constantly reset it and listen to the, if you want to bet on sports commercial, but we don't charge you for it. There's no subscription like Sirius XM or other people now. I've noticed all these people lately on Twitter and Substack, they charge you to read everything that they want to say. You got to subscribe now to see people's posts on Twitter and their videos. This is all free. And it's only because of our wonderful sponsors and advertisers. But it really burns me, particularly about NPR, because I'll drive down the highway on 95 and I'll see a series of billboards. And not just one, maybe like six in a row. You know, and it's um, it's uh, the news without noise, adult conversation, you know, as if to say that the talk radio we do here is just immature and childish and and they put up six in a row paid for with your taxpayer dollars because NPR, of course, is government funded propaganda state run media. I mean, that's what it is. It's what national public radio is at this point in time. Why do we need the government to fund any radio stations or TV stations, newspapers or anything in this country? Why? And if you do fund them, remember that they're always going to be like anybody else in life. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. They're going to be looking to make their masters happy, the masters who write their checks. So the people at NPR, well, they're lefties to begin with, but they also know who who butters their bread. So, you know, they're going to always give you the, the government spin. Anyway, so NPR put a statement out after they did this interview with this guy and they said, uh, the segment did not meet our editorial standards and that it is paramount to acknowledge when our work falls short of our standards, which, by the way, is everything NPR does, in my opinion, falls short of standards of just uh, good journalism or, or good entertaining radio, entertaining radio also, because most of the time you listen to them and they all have that same exact NPR monotone voice. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That same, well, you know, the no matter what they're talking about, the same every time. Well, meatballs are better with a veal and pork mix beyond veal, obviously. It's the same thing every time, no matter what they're talking about. Uh, on point host Megan Chakrabarty countered with statements of fact to correct the record. <clears throat> that does not negate the impact of hearing Professor Haroub's statements. Yet they ran with the segment. And uh, the segment was not live. The segment was something that they pre-recorded. They wanted people to hear it. Harub is the author of at least two books on Hamas. One book is called Hamas, A Beginner's Guide, and Hamas, Political Thought and Practice. 
I imagine there's also a Hamas for dummies coming out at some point soon, but I imagine that most dummies already root for Hamas. He has been portrayed in the media as a voice for moderate Islam who has proposed establishing an Islamic fund to aid victims of Islamic terrorism. He has called for moderate Muslims to stand up to shameful terror acts in the name of their religion and has said terrorist acts are straining all those with ties to Arabs or Muslims. However, Cannery Mission, a nonprofit that tracks anti-Semitism on college campuses, has documented a long list of statements from Al-Harub spreading incitement, glorifying terrorism, whitewashing Hamas, promoting violence, and spreading the hatred of Israel and the good old United States. Professor Al-Harub, for example, has said that Hamas is doing good for Palestinians, has referred to violent riots as popular resistance, and said that the Jerusalem Intifada must expand and move towards all the cancerous settlements that have devoured the Palestinian land. He has trivialized Hamas's network of terror tunnels and has claimed that it can't be taken for granted that Hamas used people as human shields. Remember, Hamas lets everybody know that they've used people as human shields. They're very proud of the fact. They brag about it. They post videos on social media bragging about it. So NPR invited this uh, a Jew hater onto their, their government-funded Network to uh, get a deeper understanding of Hamas, its creation, what it stands for, what its aims for, and uh, what its capabilities are now. I imagine you heard them right here in Philadelphia on WHYY, which prides itself on being mature, adult conversation without noise, you see. So I'm sure on Philadelphia's very own WHYY, the NPR-funded government-run propaganda station right here in the city of Philadelphia, you got to hear this guy, if you were listening, which I know you were not. And on the interview, Al-Harub insisted that Hamas officials document uh, and shows that the terror group is open to accepting a Palestinian state within the pre-1967 war borders. When asked about the history of Hamas leaders calling for the killing of Jews and the destruction of Israel, He said there are contradictions in their rhetoric, depending on the time and the audience. Just contradictions, you know, I mean, some of the guys think you should wipe Israel off the map. The others, well, they think Israel's got great, um, well, they have Wawa pizza now, from what I understand. The violent rhetoric, he said, isn't a reflection of Hamas's real goals, but is instead meant for mobilizations. For internal kind of dynamic with the Palestinian people in the street and specifically in times of crisis. And he accused Israel of attacks, aggressions and wars. He said that he suspects the attack was supposed to be smaller, a short, limited, swift operation by which they could kidnap maybe two, three soldiers, which they could use as a negotiating tool for the release of Palestinian prisoners. But he said he suspects that Hamas killers stunned themselves by the easiness of their success and made ad hoc decisions to expand the operation. So, you know, they called an audible on the field and said, while we're out here paragliding in and killing the Jewish people, let's just keep it up. Quote, the temptation of scoring a great victory against the most powerful army in the Middle East, I think, seduced them, Al-Harub said. That is what we call uh, victim rationalization right there. He's trying to pretend like 
Hamas was the victim. They just got caught up with it. And they just got caught up in the moment. You know, they got caught up in the fervor. And then next thing you know, they're killing innocent people and moms and babies and doing all that in the street. Of course, Hamas's attack was not primarily against the Israeli army, but was targeted against civilians. The NPR hack noted that the asymmetry of power in the region, but then questioned why Hamas targeted Jewish children sleeping in their beds in center-left kibbutzes. What kind of victory does that give to Hamas other than just the sheer Islamist victory of having killed Jews, she asked. Al-Harub, claiming that he wasn't apologizing for Hamas, said that the world has been misled. He said, I haven't seen any kind of credible media reporting, at least about the incident on the 7th of October, killing civilians in this matter. We have read, of course, the beheading of 40 babies, the raping of women and all of that. Of course, when you hear these things, I myself, I was shocked. And then it turned out to be kind of fabricated and all that. The only source for us, for me as an academic, is the Israeli source, which has fed the media from day one with a kind of misinformation. Yes, he really did use that word. He said, I think we need kind of, uh, you know, to pause for a while, objectively speaking, and wait for some kind of credible second, maybe, well, verification of what really happened on the ground. Now, the NPR hack pushed back briefly and started to say, we do know for sure the target of Hamas's attack last week. There's no denying that people in kibbutzes were attacked. The music lovers at an Israeli rave were attacked. She then added that Al-Harub's point about disproportionate deaths is also well taken over time before moving on with the interview. You know, this is um, classic NPR. It's it's classic leftism, right? You, you, You let somebody come on to advocate their hatred for Jews and to justify the killing by terrorists. There was some of this in the wake of 9-11, some of this pre-9-11 too. You justify Al-Qaeda's goals. You justify... Uh, ISIS's goals, you know, I mean, they just want to caliphate. Like, they just want to bring about the end of the world and kill every Jew and Christian and non-Muslim who are Muslims. They just, they just view as being, you know, not in line with their vision of Islam. Uh, but, I mean, you just want to bring about a caliphate. Like, you know, these things happen. So they use it as an opportunity to broadcast the message. They get it out there. They, it's a pre-packaged, pre-recorded segment. And then they come back later and go... This did not rise to our journalistic standards. Of course it did. This absolutely rose to NPR's journalistic standards. NPR is a joke. As Johnny Cook says, it is beyond parody. And NPR wanted it to be very, very clear to people that uh, it's possible that maybe the Jews are just, uh, you know, making this all up. And maybe Hamas really are the good guys here. But since a lot of people who write checks to NPR or PBS, I hope you're not one of them, by the way, they don't deserve a dime of your money. They might have been offended by this and maybe wrote some emails or maybe called up. They issued this, this, uh, this retraction, said, well, this did not rise to our journalistic standards. More than anything, this should be a great editorial on why the government should never fund public radio or public television, or any other public news source, and why people should not give their money to them in the form of charity. If they're raising money for a charity, that's one thing. But if you give them money to stay on the air, in other words, if they can't make it in the private sector, 
and you write them a check to keep them in business. Like, we've never asked you to write us a check to keep the lights on here. If you notice that we've asked you to help us raise money for the Travis Manning Foundation in the past for um, cops who've been killed in the line of duty. We, we've had throughout the years USO radio funds. We've never asked you, please help us do what we do at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Write us a check so we can make sure that we can come to work every day. Any organization that has to do that, like National Public Radio, does not deserve to be on the radio. WHYY in Philadelphia is a joke. It's a joke. But they claim to be the adult in the room, which is what the left does very often. The adult in the room. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Speaking of adults in the room, I hope the Republicans will come to their senses and um, they will rally around Jim Jordan. This is the latest right now. When we come back, I'll give you the where we stand exactly in all of this. And does Jim Jordan have a shot to become speaker before the day is out today? He does. That's the good news. The bad news is, though, or there are some Republicans who are, for lack of a better word, butthurt. And they may not be able to get over it. Don't shake your head. I said it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We're coming right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, so Jim Jordan. Uh, here's a statement that was just released by Congressman Anthony D'Esposito from New York's 4th Congressional District. You said the following on X. He said, um, quote, I want a speaker who understands Long Island's unique needs, restoring the salt deduction. That's the uh, state and local tax deduction. That's where you were capped at $10,000 for your property taxes. 
on your federal form. Safeguarding 9-11 victim support funding and investing in critical infrastructure and our priorities. I look forward to discussions with candidates. All right. Not quite sure what that means exactly, but um, he's one of the holdouts, I guess, at this point. He said uh, he's not coming out in support of Jim Jordan, but he's not a hard no either from what I can understand. Uh, Elise Stefanik is also trending on X right now. She is um, coming out and saying the following at this point. I'll share with you. There's a lot of them, but they're putting out statements. They're all trying to figure out how to come at this. He said, we are at a time of great crisis across America, a time of historic challenges in every chamber, and a time when heinous acts of terror and evil have been committed against our great ally Israel. Our friend and colleague Jim Jordan is a patriot. So she's coming out and supporting Jim Jordan, which is good, because quite frankly, Liz has been all over the place, um, Elise has been all over the place on this. Um, But she's backing Jim Jordan now, which is good. So Matt, I just sent you that clip. We'll play a little bit of that for you. And she gave a very impassioned speech in support of Jim Jordan. The real question, though, is when are the other Republicans who are angry right now at Matt Gates going to get over it and realize Matt Gates is not going to become a speaker here? This is a vote on Jim Jordan. Whatever your issues are with Matt Gates, whatever your issues are with getting revenge for what happened to your buddy Kevin McCarthy, Matt Gates not going to become a speaker. Then about him. Jim Jordan is not Matt Gates. Remember, Jim Jordan opposed Matt Gates. See, this is what I can't figure out about these people. Jim Jordan was on team Kevin McCarthy. He didn't want to see McCarthy go. And he was willing to back Steve Scalise. He backed Steve Scalise. He was willing to give a speech for Steve Scalise. So the fact that you've got a handful of holdouts right now trying to get revenge against Matt Gates, what is what is the point of that? Matt Gates is not going to become the Speaker of the House. There are, and it's funny too, I just saw Mark Levin who called the, the 20 that voted against Jim Jordan boneheads, which is good. Because as you know, and I love Mark, love him. Great, you know, mentor of mine. We don't agree on everything, but he lets me fill in for him. He was very angry about what they did to Kevin McCarthy, as you know. But he's fully behind Jim Jordan now. And he said the 20 Republicans that have voted against Jim Jordan for speaker are boneheads. They are, including Ken Buck of Colorado and some others. I'm trying to see um, Kelly of Pennsylvania. Say by this Elton or area. No, that's it, really. So. Kelly of Pennsylvania seems to be the only local person who's voting against Jim Jordan. We'll try to find out a little bit about what Congressman Kelly's problem is here, what his issue is. Uh, But here's what Elise Stefanik said earlier today regarding just a few moments ago, actually. All this is going on right now in real time. Um, But there is breaking news as well, which is hundreds have reported dead at a Gaza hospital. It's some breaking news that just happened right now in the midst of this war. Fox News reporting hundreds dead at Gaza hospital in Tel Aviv, Israel. So that is happening um, as we speak as well. But here's what Elise Stefanik said a few moments ago. Mr. Speaker pro temp, Madam Clerk, colleagues, on behalf of the House Republican Conference, I rise today to nominate the gentleman from Ohio, Jim Jordan, as Speaker of the People's House. of great crisis across America, a time of historic challenges in this very chamber. 
and a time when heinous acts of terror and evil have been committed against our great ally, Israel. As this body convenes for the sacred responsibility to elect the next speaker of the People's House, I am reminded of the Book of Esther. For such a time is this. Jim Jordan will be America's speaker for such a time as this. A time when hardworking American families are struggling under the vice of inflation, not able to afford groceries, heat, or gas because of the trillions and trillions of dollars of reckless spending by failed far-left government. A time when millions are being illegally trafficked and smuggled across our southern and northern borders due to the catastrophic and inhumane wide-open borders of Joe Biden. A time when violent crime is skyrocketing across America, destroying our great cities, suburbs, and small towns, where people no longer feel safe in their homes or in their communities. A time when American energy production has been crushed by Joe Biden's radical, failed, far-left policies, causing seniors, farmers, and families to pay more at the pump and struggle with skyrocketing utility bills. A time when the federal government is weaponized against we the people, who they are supposed to serve, stripping us of our God-given constitutional rights and wrongfully targeting conservatives, Catholics, and even parents at school board meetings. And a time when the people of our closest and most precious ally, Israel, suffered the bloodiest day since the Holocaust, with acts of inhumane evil committed by Hamas terrorists backed by Iran, grotesque atrocities, the beheadings of babies, rapes, kidnappings, and slaughter of women, children, and the elderly, and Israelis and Americans taken hostage. We are here in this very chamber for such a time as this. Jim Jordan will be we the people speaker for such a time as this. Our friend and colleague Jim Jordan is a patriot. He is an America first warrior who wins the toughest of fights, going after corruption and delivering accountability at the highest levels of government on behalf of we the people. Jim is the voice of the American people who have felt voiceless for far too long. Whether as judiciary chair, conservative leader, or representative for his constituents in West Central Ohio, whether on the wrestling mat or in the committee room, Jim Jordan is strategic, scrappy, tough, and principled. He is a mentor, a worker, and above all, he is a fighter. And the American people know, we know, that Jim Jordan is a winner on behalf of the American people. Almost 10 years ago, Many of us sat with our colleague Jim Jordan in this very chamber when Prime Minister Netanyahu delivered his historic joint address, which some of our colleagues across the aisle shamefully boycotted. Bibi pointed out that in this very chamber, we serve under the watchful gaze of Moses. He said, quote, overlooking all of us in this chamber is the image of Moses. And before the people of Israel entered the land of Israel, Moses gave us a message that has steeled our resolve for thousands of years. Be strong and resolute, neither fear nor dread them. He went on to say, my friends, may Israel and America always stand together strong and resolute. May we neither fear nor dread the challenges ahead. May we face the future with confidence, strength, 
and hope, end quote. On behalf of the American people, let's face the future with confidence, strength, and hope. Let's elect Jim Jordan, our Speaker of the People's House, for such a time as this. Now, Mike Kelly, who's a congressman from uh, Pennsylvania, he is now pushing to elect Speaker Patrick McHenry uh, as Speaker pro temp. And I guess now he would push for him to become the Speaker. I don't know if we have any audio of that, Matt. I don't think we do of Kelly, do we, at this point? Uh, No, not All right. Um, But we do have McHenry reading the votes from a short time ago. McHenry right now is a Speaker pro temp. Um, Mike Kelly, Pennsylvania, one of the holdouts against Jordan, trying to push for Henry McHenry to become the uh, Speaker of the House of Representatives. Take a listen to the roll call here. The tellers agree in their tallies that the total number of votes cast is 432, of which the Honorable Jim Jordan of the state of Ohio has received 200 votes. The Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of the state of New York has received 212 votes. The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has received six votes. Lee Zeldin of the state of New York has received three. The Honorable Steve Scalise of the state of Louisiana has received seven. The Honorable uh, Mike Garcia of the state of California has received one. The Honorable Tom Emmer of the state of Minnesota has received one. The Honorable Tom Cole of the state of Oklahoma has received one. The Honorable Thomas Massey of the state of Kentucky has received one. Uh, the latest we also have here is, uh, let's see here now, uh, hard no votes at this point against Jordan. John Rutherford of Florida, Mario Diaz-Balart of Florida, who's calling for McHenry to receive the uh, full power of the speakership. Lori Chavez de Romer from Oregon. Doug LaMalfa of California voted for McCarthy, but now says he'll vote for Jordan during the next vote. And we'll follow Mike Kelly here of Pennsylvania. So, you know, if you if you live in Pennsylvania and you are in Mike Kelly's district, you may want to reach out to him. Several appropriations committee members who voted against Jordan have said they would support such a move to expand McHenry's powers. So now it seems to be a two man race between Jordan and McHenry. That's where things stand right now. 855-839-1210. We'll keep you posted here. This is breaking news, breaking developments on the show. And it seems like Hamas may have bombed their own hospital in Gaza. Uh, a Gaza rocket barrage passed near this Gaza hospital and Hamas may have killed Palestinians in their attack. These are these are ruthless, savage people here. Uh, but listen, uh, I want to let you know that we're going to be back live at Parks Casino Club 360 this coming Thursday. God knows after this week, last week, we could all use a laugh. So join me for a night of laughter for Joe Conklin's Comedy Night with MC Mike Baldini. Thursday, October 19th, 8 p.m. at Club 360 Parks Casino. You're going to enjoy great comedy with Kevin Downey Jr., who's going to be on the show later today. Marion Grodin tickets are just $20 and include your first drink. Doors open at 7 p.m. Go to parkscasino.com slash comedy. Parkscasino.com slash comedy. You must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See you there. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. All righty, so as we continue along the show today, uh, all the latest updates on the speaker's race, obviously. Uh, I do want to mention to you as well, you know, it's the 
Uh, issue of the president, former President Trump, this gag order. I'm going to get into this uh, in the four o'clock hour in, in, in great detail. Um, but I'm, I'm frustrated at how the Republicans cannot seem to get around a guy like Jim Jordan, who let's just face it. Jim Jordan's a guy in that old saying, you can drink a beer with a guy, right? Which is a stupid political saying, but he's a real down to earth guy. And he's not looking to go in there and serve the military industrial complex. He's not looking to go in there and get rich off the job. He's looking to go in there and uh, fight to do what Congress needs somebody to do, which is to push back on the executive branch of government. I mean, at this point in our time right now, and this is why the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government, the House Select Subcommittee on the Origins of COVID-19, the Oversight Committee, All of these things that are happening right now that Jim Jordan is leading the fight in, along with Tom Massey, along with Jim Comer, along with some others, this is what we need. We need somebody who's willing to push back on the executive. But the problem is a lot of these guys, most of these people, most of these hacks on Capitol Hill, most of these Republicans, they're looking to cash a check. They're looking to one day cash a check or they're going to go back to districts where they're where they know that Joe Biden won and they want to come back and say, I didn't vote for the uh, for the conservative Jim Jordan guy. What these people need to understand is that whether it's Jim Jordan or it's Patrick McHenry or it was Paul Ryan or it was John Boehner, you're never going to get Democrats to like you. This is why moderate Republicans annoy me so much, the so-called moderates. They think they can get Democrats to like them. They think they can get swing voters to like them if they just vote like Democrats. They're never going to like you. So make a decision. Are you going to fight for your country? Are you going to fight to restore the balance between the legislative branch and the executive branch or not? Or are you just going to keep giving money to Ukraine in in, in perpetuity and let the executive branch do whatever the hell it wants? Now, we are awaiting the next vote on the House Speaker. It will happen during the show today. We will make sure that you hear it live. You will know the results of what happens. So you don't have to go anywhere today. It's a busy day. We got this. We got the fills tonight. Got a lot going on. But the point about Jim Jordan is that here's a guy who's gone in there to say, I'm going to be a fighter. You know, and, and, and maybe that means he doesn't get a big fancy lobbying job. And maybe it doesn't mean he doesn't wind up serving on a board of some corporation making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to do nothing. So what? He's willing to do it. But you have Republicans in there that don't like that. They don't like that. And they, he, they, they view him as a threat to their own personal paycheck down the road when they leave the house. They also don't like the fact that they may have to go back to their squeamish little purple district and say, yeah, I know I voted for Jim Jordan. I got news for you. If they vote against him, they deserve a primary challenge. They do. They deserve a primary challenge from a conservative who's going to make that moderate Republican go far to the right. And they're going to wind up losing their seat in the general election. That's not me saying that. That's just that's just that's what's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, it's what's going to happen. These idiots need to understand that if they block Jordan now, what's going to happen is somebody who's more conservative is going to challenge them in their district. You're going to have a primary battle and they are going to have to go to the right if they want to keep that seat in the Republican primary. And then good luck answering for all that in the general election. These people don't think like this, though. They don't think about that. They don't think like that and say to themselves, you know what? Maybe I'm making a big mistake here. Maybe I'm making a big mistake by fighting these guys. Because let's face it, they're just not very smart. They're not. They're not very smart people. That's why most of them are in the house. 
But I hope Jordan wins. I mean, just his efforts alone on trying to deal with the fact that Facebook and Twitter and the corporate media and all these entities worked with government to silence you, to silence me, to suppress our freedom of speech so that you had to hear what the government wanted you to hear and you didn't have the right to say what you wanted. And if you did, they made sure that big tech suppressed what you were saying. And Jordan's fighting that, pointing that out, fighting the fact that the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and big tech were all working together, whether it was COVID, the Hunter Biden laptop, et cetera. And he's a guy who said, look, I'll give you a vote on Ukraine, but I'm not packaging it with all this other crap. You're going to have an up or down vote just on this. And that's another reason why these cowards fear him, because they want a guy who's going to let them hide. They want to be able to hide. They want to vote for Ukraine funding and not have to own it. So that in in case, just in case, they have to go back and deal in a conservative primary, they can say, well, I, I didn't mean to vote for Ukraine funding. It's just that you got to understand, I, I didn't have a choice because uh, I was in a CR, it was a continuing resolution, it was an omnibus bill, and blah, blah, blah. That's what these people are trying to do. That's what these people are trying to do. And it has to stop. That's why I'm very optimistic right now that hopefully Jordan will ultimately pull this off. 855-839-1210 on Twitter. At Rich Zioli. Uh, there's new info coming out in a deadly Gaza hospital strike. It seems like Hamas blew up a Palestinian hospital. I'll give you details on that at the top of the hour as well. But listen, you know, we've been gathering at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey for several years now. We've had an incredible time. Friday's show was our absolute best yet. The Biden puppet came out with megaphone Bernie calling the strings, pulling the strings. Uh, great group of people and a lot of fun. My thanks to Bob, Caitlin, the entire team there for hosting us. Chef David Mills. I walked around the restaurant that night. So many people were enjoying his great food. Well, now you have your own personal code to use when you make your reservation at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Just use promo code Zeoli, Z-E-O-L-I, and you can save 15% off when booking a midweek stay from now until the end of the year, December 31st. There's no minimum stay required. Just simply put my name, Zioli, in the promo code and you'll save 15% off. And you'll love the heated indoor pool. You're going to love the restaurant. You're going to love the people. And we'll be back. Our next show is December 15th, Friday, December 15th. And I got to tell you, Kate May, Christmas time is absolutely beautiful. So please make your reservation today. I don't call the Grand Hotel my happy place for nothing. You'll see how happy it is when you go there. Just go to GrandHotelKateMay.com, GrandHotelKateMay.com, use my promo code Zioli, and mark your calendar for December 15th for our next live show. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.